Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. How we do life, right? So Anna is an intuitive guide and life coach for stepmoms and women who take care of others. She's the creator of the Mindful Stepmom series of guided audio meditations available on iTunes. So be sure to subscribe to that. She has written regularly for Stepmom Magazine. I didn't even know there was a magazine for stepmoms. That's really cool. And she has a passion for helping stepmoms overcome resentment, build resilience, and live in peace despite the chaos that they may be going on around them. She believes that we can be the change we want to see in the world, and that change starts from within because it's all a matter of the heart. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anna. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I was on a TV show that they said my name incorrectly, like totally didn't say my name at all. It was like, it was Leslie instead of Lisa. And I was Uh-oh. like, I didn't want to embarrass the person, the hostess. Right. So I was like, what do I do? So she kept asking me questions and I'm like, okay, I got to fit this in somehow. So I finally said my name and I was just like, when I answered the question, I said, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, my friend told me, Hey, Lisa, when you did this, why? And the look on her face was like, and then afterwards we talked about it. I'm like, okay, so I've never said the wrong name. So I'm good. I might pronounce the name wrong, but enough about me. How it's are you? all good. It's all good. I'm happy to be here, Lisa. And it's fine. I've had people who call me Anna for years now and I kind of like the way it sounds. So it's okay. Yeah. It's that, I think it's that double N, but yeah, you know, we all, we all very British names. sounding Anna. Yeah, it is. Yes. Tell us how you say your last name. De Acosta. That's beautiful. It's like of what's Acosta mean? Acosta is my husband's last name. So it's okay. like, so it's, yeah, we're, Anna, my husband's from Peru. So in Peru, they added day like of, it is of Acosta. Yeah. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So tell us about your, your healing journey. Like what was life like before you realized you needed this transformation? Uh, well, I grew up in family patterns of intergenerational trauma, alcoholism. And so before I recognized that, that I even had any problems to fix, I was um, living a little bit impulsively in my teenage and young adult years, partying too much, drinking too much, um, thinking that that's kind of what life is all about. And um, got into a relationship with a man who had kids and uh was in a band and um that involved a lot of like going out on the weekends and and just got to a place where I wasn't being authentic to who I was and I was trying to overcompensate um in terms of his relationship with his kids and be um sort of a parental figure because he wasn't always present for them so um, there was a lot of codependency and codependent patterns. And um, the first time I heard that word codependent, um, I was reading a book by Melody Beatty. Um, and I don't know if I'm saying her name right. So 
the name butchering goes on, um, <laughs> but it's called Codependent No More. And that book really changed me and changed my perspective on life. And that's when I realized that I had a problem that was, um, although I, I didn't have an addiction, I believe that codependency is pretty much the same thing as an addiction. It's the same um, core um, um root of it all I'm thinking of the word in Spanish (laughs) um (laughs) and yeah like fast forward to uh when I met my husband I had done a lot of healing work um and I noticed that in our relationship some of those old codependent patterns started coming up again and so I really um realized in that moment that I had to do something to create a positive change in me for good or I would lose this relationship with the man that um, was my soulmate and so um, I did a lot of inner work I did a lot of like therapy trauma healing I went to support groups uh, meditations um, a lot of self-help stuff and um, at that same time my um, husband had two kids from a previous marriage and so um, I was, I found that I was using a lot of the healing modalities that I had learned and, and adapting it to my stepmom role because, um, a lot of the things in the stepmom role were sort of trigger, triggering those old codependent patterns and that old desire to want to control things that are outside of yourself. Right. And, um, thankfully I was able to, to succeed in doing that. And, and that led me to um, start working with stepmoms and and help them sort of overcome their own patterns. And and I love the title of your podcast, like healing the girl inside, because that's sort of the work that I do is is healing that inner child, so that you're showing up to your family as your whole empowered self, rather than some um, inner child version of you, right? That is wounded in some way and needs healing. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to like the, what about being a stepmom triggered you for your childhood memories? Like was it a specific event or was it kind of like a series of events? It it wasn't one specific event. I'd say it was a series of events. And now that I'm sort of in the stepmom world and, and uh, wrote for stepmom magazine, and I know that these issues, I now know that these issues are universal to stepmoms before I thought it was just me, right? But mm-hmm. it really triggered a lot of limiting beliefs about being an outsider, not being enough, um, not being loved, not fitting in. And and that situation, right, of being with someone else's kids who are not your own um, often has a way of triggering a lot of different stuff in, in you, especially if... Um, you come from dysfunction if you come from a dysfunctional family but even if you come from like a quote-unquote functional family um, it has a way of bringing out those things in you and and the way I see it you can look at that as sort of like a curse like oh now I have to deal with this and now I have to feel like I'm not enough and I have to feel like an outsider but the way that I see it is um, it's a gift because it bring those brings those things to the surface for you to heal them. And it's not like they weren't there before, but you maybe couldn't see them. 
So the stepmom role to me is just like a mirror of a lot of um, the issues that the unresolved issues from often from childhood that are coming up to be healed. Yeah. It's amazing how circumstances can trigger things like that, especially Mm -hmm. like how, how old were the kids when you became their stepmom? So they were three and five at the time. Okay. And so they're, they're, now, they're still young enough to, yeah. to be lovable and, and to like you. And <laughs> it's not like they were teenagers and like rebutting everything. Well, you're not my mom. <laughs> yeah. And I think it depends a lot on like, it's, it's different in every situation, right? It depends mm-hmm. on the kid's mom, what she's like, what she teaches them. And unfortunately in our situation, like um, it wasn't a smooth transition. They didn't like me at the beginning. They were taught not to like me right and so um it was really hard and now I know that that is also a common experience that many stepmoms deal with right Um, yeah yeah like don't don't love my child do they call you mom uh they do now yeah they they live with us full time and Mm -hmm. uh we were in Peru for six years and we've since moved back to Canada and we're in we're here for just over two years so uh, we have them full time, full custody, and it's it's really it's um, been a gradual shift for them to come stay with us full time. Like we started out with them just coming over like during the day, and then coming over to sleep over on the weekends, and then they would sleep over at our house for the week and go with their mom for the weekend. And it was just like a really gradual shift for them to come be with us full time. Um, so it was nice in that I got um I got to feel into it but like the role is ever shifting right and so um as things change over time and now they're going into their teenage years like different things are sort of triggered right and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's unique to stepmoms it's like you're triggered by your own kids too so I have two stepkids and my husband and I have three kids of our own and um you know I was a stepmom before I came a became a mom and so I'm learning uh, more and more now that they're not even issues that are unique to stepmoms, but um, common to the experience of motherhood. Right. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, we're, we're society is so big on titles. Like, you know, we have to have relationships and like, yeah, you know, my, I grew up with step parents and I called my stepdad dad, but I never called my stepmom mom because she wasn't my mom. My mom's my mom, but the dad was, you know, my dad was, he got mad. So when I got married, I asked both my dads to walk me down the aisle and my natural father, my biological father got really upset about it. I'm like, you let this man raise me. Like how would why would I not give him the honor of walking me down the aisle? He helped raise me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was like, you know, he, my dad refused, my biological father refused to walk me down the aisle. So my stepfather walked me down the aisle and I was, I gave him a choice. You know, I was perfectly fine with it. But I imagine there was a lot of hurts and sense of abandonment. Um, issues, you know, but I never really thought about a, a stepmom, you know, I grew up in the seventies and step family, you were like kind of almost outcast. Like there mm-hmm. was no blending of the families. There was no communication. My parents, my step parent, my mom and dad, and my, my dad and stepmother, <laughs> I see how I say that. Um, they became friends when I was an adult and it really made me mad because where were you when I was growing up? Why weren't you friends? 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and why couldn't I trust you to go to you and like, you know, co-parenting type of thing. So um, when you look at that part of it, if you grew up in this dysfunctional family and comparing it to step parents, how does that um, like, what's the trigger point that kept you to say, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to be the best stepmom I can possibly be to these kids. So a lot of things, a lot of thoughts come up as you say that. Um, first of all, I always had this notion that I would adopt kids one day. Um, I, I don't know why I can't explain it, but I just always felt in my heart that I would adopt kids one day. So it sort of came true, but just in a different way. So um, I wasn't like closed off to the idea of of raising someone else's kids, right? Um, but um, with my own family, I see a lot of patterns in my stepchildren that remind me of me when I was growing up because of their family of origin too, and on the mom's side. And so I've really embraced that my challenges can be um, used as a way to help them, right? Mm -hmm. But it starts with helping yourself, right? So because I've done the work that I've done and because I understand and can empathize with where they're at, um, I can help them work through certain issues, right? And and when they're better, then the whole family's better and my kids are better. And so it's not like looking at, it's not about looking at people like they're separate, but we're all part of one big family um, and even extending that outwards to the world, right? We're all a part of one big community and we're all part of one world. And so that's the core of what I believe in. I think that change happens from the inside and sort of radiates outwards. And so it's just another layer of that. Um, Yeah. I hope I answered your question. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The, there is, there's so many different intricacies. We could talk for hours about this because one, it's a very, um, there's so many families that are involved um, in this dynamic. I, I know I can think of like at least a dozen off the top of my head, but, and the struggle is real because I imagine sometimes, and I felt this way growing up is that like, you know, Oh, those are the step parents. That's not really your, um, your child. So you can't Mm. discipline them. It's one thing if the other parent is in the picture, but if the other parent is involved, I know there's a lot of controversy, like, what are the restrictions? What are they allowed to do? When can, especially mm-hmm. for girls, when can, when can they wear makeup? What's their appropriate dress? And I've seen a lot of um, families get into huge arguments because they, the parents disagreed, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't come to the table. So if you could give advice to a stepmom, a brand new stepmom, what would a, one piece of advice would you give them? To really focus on, controlling how you show up instead of trying to control what's on the outside instead of trying to control the kids behavior and trying to control you know what the mom does what the kids mom does how she parents how your husband parents like that's a recipe for disaster if you can show change the way that you show up and not show up as like that controlling picky like critical person and just be the light like be the change that you want to see that holds so much more value than, than coming in and getting angry and, you know, 
um, trying to get people to to do things your way because you somehow have the right answers and they don't. And I mean, to speak to the like co-parenting and and it's not possible with some families, right? And it's not up to you. Like if if the bio mom is not um, open to co-parenting, if she has a narcissistic personality, if she um, has any like mental health or drug or alcohol issues, you can't co-parent like that. So there's a new, another term that's called parallel parenting. And, and sometimes that's the best you can do. You can't strive to change what you didn't break. Right. And, and if the other party's not able to get on board and, and do what's right for the children, then at least you can stay in your own lane and do it that way. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah, that is so, it brought me chills because it's so, so true. You cannot change anyone but you and how you respond. And, you know, it's not the children's fault. So trying to control them because your, your inner child is telling you you're so angry because you have this battle and you're, you're the one who has to deal with it and kind of go into that victim stance versus mm-hmm. being victorious. And the way to be victorious is to look within and say, okay, this is how we're going to deal with it. I'm going to change my response. That's beautiful. I've never heard of parallel parenting. That's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so it works in situations where you don't get along with the other parent. Um, if there's a high conflict situation, um, then you parallel parent. Like what happens in that home happens in that home. What happens in your home happens in your home. And you can only focus on and control what happens in your home. Obviously, it doesn't work if there's like abuse or neglect in the other home. But if it's like little things that you're nitpicking about, like their room is not clean over there. Well, you can't control that. So let that go. Let their room be as it is over there and and um, focus on what happens in your own home. And and it's important to do it the right way because um, the kids can really feel like they're torn between two worlds especially if like at one house it's very strict and rules-based and at the other house it's like loosey-goosey anything goes so um you have to be aware of that and and sort of be a little bit more lenient and learn to let go and that's like it's hard right it's it's like the advice that every stepmom gets oh just let it go let it go but sometimes that's so hard to do right and it takes a lot of um, personal strength and emotional resilience to be able to let things go sometimes. And so, um, yeah, that sometimes that is your greatest power, the power to do nothing and, and, but not do nothing in a way that is like resentful or, you know, vengeful, but doing nothing in a way that is loving because you know that by doing something, you're just going to cause harm. So learning to really detach from, the things that you cannot control that happen in the other home. And that's sort of what parallel parenting is about. Awesome. But I probably don't do the, the, the um, explanation justice. You'd have to look it up in Stepmom magazine or something like that. But <laughs> No, you did. You did a great job. Thank you so much for sharing that. I um, really have a different viewpoint of stepmoms now. Cause it's just like, you know, I have my own personal experience when I was growing up and mm-hmm. my, uh, my mom and my stepdad and my father passed away and my stepmom is still alive. And I don't, I don't have a relationship with her at all. I didn't grow up with her. I barely saw her. Mm -hmm. So it's different dynamics when you don't see the person, 
But um, how, so you coach stepmoms into helping them find their inner child, their inner self and, and connect lovingly with the step parents. How can we reach you? How can our audience reach you? Yeah. So I do a lot of work like around triggers and, and teaching women how to actually let go. Um, and I'm around on Instagram a lot, uh, Anna de Acosta and my website, Anna de Um, I do have some free meditations and a free resource vault. If, um, anyone's interested, they can sign up for my mailing list on my website. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely, um, get into that free meditation. And so, powerful tool to help just center ourselves, center our hearts and get that right mindset. Cause you know, it's the crux of what we do is what I always say. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your expertise with us and your story. Um, it's, it's amazing what we overcome and how those, everything that happened in the past prepared you for where you are today. So I love that. And I love that you finally, you know, reached out, got those modalities to help you be centered so that you can live your best life to live out your purpose and, and serve these beautiful children who just rely on you and uh, create a beautiful life for them. So thank you for joining us. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast, be sure to subscribe, drop a review, click on the description and you will find the link to connect with Anna so you can get her free meditations. And of course you can visit my website for your free download of the ebook for giving the girl inside finding balance, freedom and fun in your life. And remember we are all on a daily healing journey. It's a matter of the heart. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I am so glad that you are here today and love your support and your encouragement. Please comment. Let me know what resonated the most with you from today's special guest. And if you'd like to learn more about my signature program, SOAR, Seeking Our Authentic Route to Our Highest Potential, I would love to connect with you to see if it's a good fit. In SOAR, I help Christian female entrepreneurs authentically align their passion with their purpose to connect with their soulmate client confidently and be able to scale or launch to six figures. Have you pictured yourself as a six-figure entrepreneur? If not, I can help you live your dream instead of chasing it. Visit me at lisadrennan.com or send me an email and let's connect. Let's see if it's a good fit for you. Thank you again for joining today. I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast, provide a review, and if you know anyone that this message would resonate with, please share it.